We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us this time on Metroscope is Molly Wooster. Molly is a director of national sponsorship for WGBH Boston, the largest producer of content for PBS. And she's been on the board for Candle Lighters for Children with Cancer for two years. She is a native Oregonian, a Clackamas High grad, and her career has taken her to various stops, including Seattle, Bellingham, Pennsylvania, and most recently Boston, before coming back to Portland. You said you were in Boston for 15 years or so? Yeah, yeah. It's a long time. Loved it. It's it's my second home. When I fly into Logan, um, I feel like I should be going to my apartment. It's, it's really <laughs> odd. I feel like I have two two homes. And definitely. as you were just pointing out, your last name is also the name of a suburb. Well, is it spelled the same? It is. Spelled the same yep. too. Worcester. Worcester. Yep. Worcester, Mass. Yep. And there's you, a Worcester, England. That'll be my next, I, you know, I'm just making oh, wow. a journey to all the Worcesters. You're a globetrotter. <laughs> I am. And you did not adopt a Boston accent though. I can uh, tell. You know, it's funny. I did. Oh. Um, it comes out when I've had a couple glasses of wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but it's it's very faint, but once I get back there, it just it slips back in. Interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> so is the accent as thick as I guess it appears yeah, in it, movies or media? Or no, it, it really is. It kind of depends on it's it's a little. We have like regional dialects. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Southies, which would be the Wahlbergs, um, they're it's very heavy. Uh-huh. Um, so it would be. Um, you know, going to the water cooler, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah. And Worcester for sure. I mean, Worcester, Worcester, Worcester my name is pronounced yeah. Worcester. And then on the North end, um, you have some of the Italian influence. So okay. it's a, a little different dialect there as well, but oh. pretty much, pretty much as you see it. Interesting. <laughs> and you have some, uh, you have plenty of media background as yeah. well. Yep. Far more than I have. Oh, well, it's just because of my age. <laughs> You'll get it. <laughs> so uh, you're here on behalf of Candlelighters for Children with Cancer. Um, and talk to us a bit about your organization I was reading. It was founded back in 1977. Yes. Um, so, yeah, just talk to us a bit about Great. the organization and what you guys do. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, Candlelighters for Children with Cancer, as you mentioned, was founded in 1977 by a group of parents who... Um, they would see each other in the halls of the hospitals or or other, you know, other areas where people would go Mm -hmm. when they have a child with cancer. And they banded together and said, you know, so they needed, there needed to be something in the community um, to help with these families who have nowhere to go and are oftentimes not ostracized, but isolated because Uh when you have a kid with cancer, um, people are a little afraid. Maybe they're afraid on some just strange level that the, their mm-hmm. children might catch cancer, or maybe they're afraid that seeing your healthy children would be like a slap in the face. So there's, it really is a very isolating disease. Mm-hmm. And um, these, this, these groups, a uh, group of parents really 
put together something great. So the mission is to provide a community of healing, hope, and light throughout the lifelong journey of childhood cancer. Uh, so you guys do that in a variety of ways. You have events that are coming up that people can attend and donate, and we can talk about those events uh, in just a little bit. Sure. But um, I guess just kind of extending on the organization and its values and kind of what you guys do um, as far as, you know, what's what's the way to approach that? How do you approach developing the relationships uh, with these families and, yeah. and what you do for them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, we are not – we're not um, – actively um, or, or assertively or aggressively seeking families. What mm-hmm. we do is we make sure um, that there is pl- plenty of information in the hospitals, in doctor's offices, oncologists um, particularly. And um, some people find us through when they're uh, when they have the hospital experience, they might find us um, through one of our hot meals that we serve a couple times a month and go, hmm, what's this? And they dive into more. Others might find us um, through uh, an event like our, our Christmas party, our mm-hmm. annual Christmas event, which, um, in fact, just recently I've had several people name that event as the the one uh, event that brought them into the family. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, it's, it's very... Um, it's it's very common for them to then find people who you know they're there with their their peeps it's their tribe and you know i wish sometimes i wish we didn't have to exist but mm-hmm. um we definitely definitely do work that beacon of light in mm-hmm. the muddy waters that is a pediatric cancer diagnosis. And you guys do a lot of different outstanding events. I'm looking on your website, candlelightersoregon.org, for anyone who wants to check that out. So uh, family activities, uh, emergency financial assistance for medical bills, uh, et cetera, Mm -hmm. scholarships, a teen program. Yeah, can you just uh, kind of elaborate on the services that you guys provide these families who Absolutely. are in, in, in time of need? Absolutely. And I first and foremost, I think one of the biggest benefits is um, the families finding each other and building that community. Mm-hmm. And um, they have things that they're going through that nobody else outside the cancer world is. And I find that to be one of the biggest benefits. But... With that said, um, we help nurture that relationship between the families by um, offering programs and services that are for the whole entire family. And we're the only organization that really takes a look at the whole family because when you're diagnosed with pediatric cancer, you know, your mom and dad, obviously, you've got siblings Mm -hmm. and um, so much focus is on the child and we've really taken the approach of this is this is a family event mm-hmm. this is a family crisis and so through that we offer monthly um monthly events that families can go to free of charge um no no charge to our families ever and um you know just a couple we had uh, Oregon ski out um uh, we've got a fishing expedition well it's not really an expedition but you know fishing day and um we just have so many um programs and services just to get people out of that even if for a day Mm -hmm. out of that cancer world um the biggest example of that is our family camp that happens over labor day weekend and that is really something magical because 
you know, kids are coming together. We have like, I think it's like 300 families that are able to go. And, um, you know, you've got kids in various stages of, of mm-hmm. their journey, their cancer journey. So they're there with all of their comrades. And cancer takes a back seat to fund. And mm-hmm. that's really important. Um, and then, it, you know, parents are parents know their kids are safe. So they can then go over and talk about the hard stuff um, that they're afraid to mm-hmm. to show in front of their children. Yeah. So. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm looking on the website again, candlelightersoregon.org, uh, or, candle excuse me. Um, first and third Wednesday every month, there's a uh, hospital dinner at Dornbecker's Children's Hospital mm-hmm. and Randall Children's Hospital lunches first Tuesday every month and a snack cart every Friday at, at Dornbecker as well. That snack cart, um, I, um, I have to tell you that, well, Full disclosure, I'm a pediatric cancer survivor. So, mm. um, and I had it at a time when there wasn't this. My parents were ostracized, they were isolated, they didn't have this um, camaraderie. Um, and when I first volunteered for that snack cart, um, it was, it was really, I, I can't even describe my, my total reaction because, you know, I was young, I, you know, kids are resilient. I really didn't think I was different other than going to a lot of doctor's appointments. Mm. Um, but when I was taking this, uh, going with the snack cart and visiting rooms for kids who are hospitalized with snacks, um, or if, they can't, if they're on a special diet, then we would have some plushes that we give them. Um, I just, it hit me like a mm-hmm. brick. And I started looking at these young parents and the siblings and I was taken aback at how emotional I got because I was basically viewing what my family went through so many years ago, but didn't have um, a connection, didn't have anything that they could turn to mm-hmm. to um, help them through it. And yeah. so Snack Card is really, really an important service and people look forward to it. And, um, you know, when those kiddos are in the hospital, it's, it's just a small small part that we can play in mm-hmm. in helping them through. So you're a, a perfect person then to be a part of this organization. <laughs> um, is that kind of how, how you became involved? Is it, it is. something that you wanted to take up and be a part of? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, for years I've been trying to figure out how do I take um, my role as a pediatric cancer survivor and, and do something with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been focused on career and, moving around and everything else. But when I got back, the to media Portland, biz will do that for you. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, when I got back to Portland, um, I really felt this strong pull to find something now in my home city, my home area, um, to really find something that I could, you know, sink my teeth in and, and hopefully make a difference. And so I, I looked at a couple different organizations and I came across candlelighters, and I'm like, this jackpot, this is it. And um, so I sent my resume to their executive director, Jackie Grow, and it was kind of funny because she she emailed me, like I was expecting a month wait or something, and yeah. she emailed me directly right back and said, we need you now, what, you know, come on in. So I volunteered for a year and then was um, put on the board uh, the the following year, and it's made such a difference in my life. 
So and so yeah. So what exactly are, do you do? What's what's your task for sure. the organization? So, um, so as a person on the board, we are always looking at our fiscal health and making sure that we have the funds needed to provide these services. And again, mm-hmm. we don't charge families a dime for any of these services. And so um, with my background in both media and fundraising for nonprofit, um, that really is where my focus is particularly. Okay. And I have a, a, a good friend, good colleague, colleague Corey Connors. Uh, he and I um, really are the ones that go out and, and try to get that corporate support and uh-huh. corporate sponsorship uh-huh. and um, and then just be ambassadors, which isn't hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> Not hard to do. Yeah. So how do families get involved? You mentioned the events that you guys put on. Sure. Um, it, do they sign up anywhere? Or how exactly does yeah, that whole process work of getting involved? Yeah, you bet. They can go online, and which again is candlelightersoregon.org. Um, and there's just a bunch of events that they can sign up for. Um, and of course, as I mentioned, many families find us for the first time when they're in the hospitals, they've seen flyers Mm -hmm. or a social worker may come to them. Well, and actually when they are admitted, um, they will find a bedside buddy and we place these stuffed animals on their beds waiting for them. And so that, um, I just heard a lovely story from a young woman who um still has her bedside buddy even though she's she's been um out she's been remit in remission for several years so um you know that's something that makes a huge difference and so it takes people a little while because at first you're like what do i do i have a kid with cancer and this is this is my focus i you know i have no time for anything else Mm -hmm. but once once that dust settles of the the newness of the diagnosis, um, then folks do seek us out and um, have found uh, our events to be invaluable. Mm-hmm. How prevalent is pediatric cancer? It's, it's you know, of course, less than um, adults, but right now today across America, six children will die and 42 will receive a new diagnosis. Mm. So it is not going away, <laughs> despite what um, what uh, the National um, Research Cancer Research Institute thinks. And um, it's, uh, it's actually on the rise. I attended a, uh, a nice, a great um, talk at the Knight Center yeah. earlier last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. And they had a really wonderful doctor, and sh- but he showed this really alarming increase in incidences um, mm. coming. So, you know, we're not sure why that is. Uh, is it new diagnoses, new treatment, new ways to diagnose? Um, or were things were kids being misdiagnosed? I know I was at first. Um, so it's mm. it's really interesting. Um, you know, it's an interesting statistic. It's a horrible statistic. Yeah. Uh, and we just want to be there um, to be helpful as, you know, as much as we can without being intrusive. Mm-hmm. This is Molly from Candlelighters, Oregon, joining us this time on Metroscope. Um, we'll talk about your events in just a second here. I'm, I guess I'm just curious, and maybe listeners are too, as someone who has more knowledge that <laughs> certainly than I do is in the, in the, um, the whole cancer field. 
Uh, is there, I mean, there's research being done, of course, all the time, but is, are we making, are we making progress at all? I mean, do you, you know, know, do what do you know about yeah, the progress that we are making? That's a really good question. Um, it's a startling answer. <laughs> um, 5.2 billion dollars goes to cancer research overall. Children's pediatrics wow. um, for pe- to seek new treatments and therapies. We receive just four percent of that, and that is staggering. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, so there's there's actually a big movement out there that four percent is not enough. And um, we're trying now as candlelighters. That's we don't get into the research and whatnot, and we're not you know lobbying or anything, but. Um, I do myself personally, I use my voice to um, try to get some awareness that 4% just simply is not enough because these kids, you know, to them, cancer is 100%. So, you know, it's like, um, it's, it's just startling. I wonder why that is. You know, I don't know. I don't know if, um, I don't know if it's, I hate to, this sounds really crude, but I don't know if it is is an, a money issue. Like, does it is the is the ROI on there for camp for the um, drug companies? Mm-hmm. I know that kids are still receiving. I had Vin Christine. Um, oh gosh, it was so long ago, um, and it is still being used in children's mm-hmm. cancer today, and that's startling to me. It has um, very significant side effects and late effects. And um, I just have to believe that there is something else out there that these kids can have and take and, um, you know, with less uh, invasion in their in their little bodies. Mm-hmm. And I just really, um, you know, I've just jumped on the 4% high horse and yeah. um, just want to let everybody know, Congress and the National Cancer Research Institute, they need to know and understand that four percent is not enough. It, it, you know, it, mm-hmm. with incidences on the rise, um, we need new treatments and we need new therapies. And just to clarify, so that four percent number is then so the amount of money being poured into cancer research, only four percent is being geared towards, towards pediatric, pediatric cancer. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we've talked about some of the events that you guys have uh, coming up, and also the lunch and the snack cart yeah. and all that, yeah. um, but. This Superhero 5K coming up in June, June 29th at Cook Park in Tigard. There's a run, an obstacle course, and a walk. And it's, it looks like attendees are encouraged to dress up in superhero outfits. Yep. Um, can you talk to us a bit about yeah. this event that you guys are putting on this summer? This is a real fun event. And, you know, we believe that our our kids are superheroes. You know, these these kids are indeed warriors and superheroes. And that was sort of how we came up with the theme. And um, it's got, we have f- several vendors on site and you'll see families in various um, stages of, of their cancer journey. And, um, and then we have people who are just out there putting a team together to come run and help raise money for a candlelighter. So we're, we definitely need teams if people want to put a little team together and, and come out. It's a lot of fun. It's very inspiring. Um, you just see these, you see these kids and they're just, you know, in their little Batman suits and whatnot. Um, yeah, great pictures on the website. Yeah. It's really, 
Um, you know, it's just really something fun. And even if you don't have a team, come by, come by and see what we're all about. And uh-huh. um, let us, you know, let us talk you t- about talk to you about um, the various ways that that people can help us. So superhero5kportland.org, superhero5kportland.org is the website. Uh, again, this is Molly from Candle Lighters joining us. You guys serve uh, families in Oregon and Southwest Washington. And I, and I just want to throw this statistic out there so people can understand kind of the gravity and the amount of people who you've served. 85,000 family members since 1977. Mm-hmm. 85,000. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, like I said, it would be great to be out of business, but but we're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we won't be <laughs> until, you know, that magical treatment comes where it's eradicated. Mm-hmm. We will always be a needed service, and that's what we're here for. Would you recommend that people sign up for the 5K on the website? Yeah. Or is that absolutely. the best way to do that? Yeah, that's the best way to do that. Yep, okay. absolutely. Superhero5kportland.org. Yes. That's the website Perfect. to go. Maybe just to understand the impact that your guys' organization has on people in the community, as we have obviously a big listening audience in Portland and Vancouver. Um, do, do you have a, a story you'd like to share, or do you just have kind of instances that you've seen recurring that you've really enjoyed? And, yeah. I mean, you you had a great story earlier about <laughs> hanging out at the snack yeah. cart and uh, reminiscing to a, a time that you endured the pediatric cancer as well. But, yeah, I mean, what have you seen? How have you seen your guys' organization kind of impact people locally here over the years? You know, it's it's absolutely humbling to be at a Christmas party. We throw a really cool Christmas event. And um, last year I hosted the, the, or was at stationed at the crafts table and to see the kids come in and, and their siblings too. Let's not forget. I mean, I always want to remind that this is a a whole family. This is what we're geared for. Um, And we do have services for, for siblings as well. Um, but to see them come in and just make their crafts and they're just running around, Santa's there and parents just, you know, they're just so gracious. They're so, um, they're, I think, I think they are humbled by, Mm -hmm. by what we provide. Um, and it's also going to be a great sense of connection for them too. It's amazing. It really is. It really is. And, you know, there are stories that, you know, you know, some parents are having to make that very difficult decision. Um, do I pay the lights? Do I get chemotherapy? You know, obviously, you know, which is going <laughs> to come first, chemotherapy. And we're there to help them with emergency finance funds. We're there to help them uh, with grocery cards um, and gas cards so that they can get to and from uh, their therapies. And in some cases, we've we've actually taken people to and from their therapies. So... It's really uh, kind of an all-encompassing. As much as as much as the families will let us in, um, it is we are there to to do basically whatever they need, and um, you can see you can see the impact. This is Molly from Candle Lighters joining us this time on Metroscope. Their website, Candle Lighters Oregon. Dot org. Um, it's a fantastic website. There's a homepage. You can learn about them and the different programs and events they do. You can also learn how to donate. Um, there's a big donate tab, or it's not that big, but a donate <laughs> a donate tab up there in red. Yeah. So you can see it. Um, yeah, talk to us a bit about how you guys are funded as we kind of wrap up here. A couple minutes left and uh, how people can help out. 
Terrific. Thanks. Yes, we are solely funded by um, by members and by corporate sponsors. We do get a few grants, um, but we are really um, we it, it really is a community at large. So um, there's always room for for more members. Uh, I think our biggest event we have two of our biggest fundraising events coming up: the Ride for a Child and our Harvest of Hope. Uh, which is in October, and a great golf tournament going going on in August. Um, put a team together and come out and have a great time. Um, so just join us at our at our fundraising events. Um, give what you can. Volunteer opportunities. We're always seeking volunteers. So there's many many ways people can get involved. Fantastic. And is the next big event June 29th the Superhero 5K? Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. So out at Cook Park in Tigard. And again, you can check out the website, candlelightersoregon.org uh, to learn more about that event and register. And well, thank you so much for coming in and well done. It was fun chatting with you. Thank you. You yeah. too. I appreciate you giving us some some spotlight on this. Absolutely. Good luck with everything. And thanks for what you guys do. And well, hopefully there'll be some good superhero costumes out there. <laughs> Terrific. There will be. <laughs> We were talking today with Molly Worcester, who is on the board for the Candlelighters for Children with Cancer here in Oregon and Southwest Washington. Metroscope is an Intercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.